You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Hello, all you sexy souls. I am so excited to introduce you to a new friend. Um, But before I do, I just want to thank you for being brave enough to hit play on this podcast episode today. Um, Having you join us and take the opportunity to create some awareness and, um, you know, just find ways to increase your sexual wellness. But I'm your host, Mariah. I'm a board certified health and wellness coach and certified health education specialist. And today I have with me Dr. Tracy Gappin, a board certified urologist, world renowned health and performance expert, and the founder of Gappin Institute for High Performance Health. He is also a leading provider for Gainswave. So thank you for joining hey, us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here with you tonight. All right. So let's get down and dirty. What's going on with men? I'd love to hear it <laughs> because I'm not one of them. So this yeah, is, right. you know, something I'm not familiar with. Well, I'm so excited to be with you tonight because this is such a hot topic. I, I'll tell you, um, as a, a urologist now with 20 plus years of experience, I'll tell you the number one reason why guys come to see me is sex. Absolutely. And so that's what makes this so important. And so it's really um, a uh, often a red herring for other issues as well. But uh, sexual health performance, whether it's sex drive, whether it's uh, sexual performance, whether it's curvature issues, whether it's not able to get a, a good quality erection, not last long enough, can't maintain it, all that kind of stuff uh, gets men in the office. Yeah. I mean, well, performance is a word that even I try not to use too often because I don't want it to be a performance, right? Puts a lot of pressure on your sexual partner. But sometimes that wellness, you know, something else is going on if you're unable to perform. And that's just what you were saying. You know, they come in, something's not working because it used to. Um, And we have a lot of different options nowadays. You know, it's no longer just a little blue pill, which everyone thinks is like the cure-all, but that's kind of a band-aid on a lot of things, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. You know, when I talk with men about sexual health issues, uh, we talk about all the causes, but then when we look at the solutions, I like to look at it as uh, short-term options and long-term options. Mm-hmm. And the short-term options are great for how do I get it up tonight? Like I got to do it tonight, right now. I don't want any long-term things for next month, next year. It's got to work right now. And so short-term are things like the blue pill, the yellow pill, uh, vacuum erection devices, uh, or penis pumps, they may be called as well. Um, We can look at things like injection therapy, which will make a lot of people cringe when they hear the details of it, but it's actually a great treatment that works really well. Um, And so those are all great short-term fixes to um, act as a band-aid, if you will, for uh, tonight. Then we have longer term options. And here we're looking at how can we fix the underlying problem so that this doesn't keep happening and so that we can fix it once and for all. Mm -hmm. And this is where we look at great treatments like Gainswave, which is a low intensity shockwave therapy. We look at regenerative options like PRP or platelet-rich plasma. And then we can look at some other cutting edge options like stem cells, exosomes, and fun stuff like that. Lots of options. Um, and so, you know, you're saying let's get something today, but also, Hey, if it keeps happening, let's look at, do you ever have anyone who comes in and is more like preventative? Hey, I want to just be healthy for a really long time. What can I do now? If nothing's wrong, quote unquote. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because, um, at the Gap Institute, um, I focus on, um, health optimization is really the, the word I use. I, I, I've coined the phrase high performance health. And what I mean by that is there's this spectrum, if you will, from disease at one end to neutral in the middle mm-hmm. to high performance health on the other end. And our healthcare system is broken. It's failing. 
And um, I actually, after 23 years in, in traditional urology, I left medicine. I left Western medicine. I, I literally walked out the door June 30th of last year and I opened the Gap Institute to focus on performance, longevity, um, extending health span, which is not just living longer, but living well. Um, and, and my focus now is taking you from that neutral point to an optimized state. And so, in fact, most of the men who now come to see me are for that exact reason. I don't have anything necessarily wrong with me. How can I be better? How can I have even more energy? How can I have even more brain power? How can I have even more amazing sex? And that's what it's all about. Uh, you and I have the same mission, right? Optimal sexuality. No one ever thinks is even on the table, right? They are just like, something's wrong with me. Now I actually look for information sure. or resources. Um, as a health and wellness coach, that's a big thing for me is, is trying to convince others that we can actually get ahead of most problems and you never even have to worry about them. If health is a priority today, and typically it's not a priority until something's wrong. Um, so I love that you have, you know, resources there and you're looking at that and you're not just putting the bandaid on the broken, you know, whatever thing or the problem or, um, you know, and, and all these negative things that I also really try to avoid anyway, to make sure that, um, the blame isn't there because that can also start creating more, you know, performance issues and things like, Oh no, let's just add that to the plate that I'm not doing it as I should. Um, but tell me what are some things that people can do or, you know, men, and, and that's what we're talking about mostly today. Um, to what are some options? So, for preventative uh, care? sorry, say again, what are some options for preventative care? How or, for, or just yeah. staying healthy? Yeah, sure. So I, I think it's important to um, understand this concept of a systems approach to health. And what I mean by that is we have a wheel. Okay. And this wheel can be energy. It can be brain focus. It can be your weight. It can be your overall health. It can be sex. That's not what it is. Whatever concept we're talking about, your think of it as a wheel and your wheel has a lot of spokes to it. Those spokes are things like what you eat, when you eat, your gut health, your fitness, your detoxification, the toxins that you're exposed to, even things like how you breathe and how you think, your hormones. I can go on and on and on and on and on. And all of these spokes are critically important for your wheel to function properly. And so when one of those spokes are off, your system is out of balance and your system is not going to function properly. And so... I'll give you an example. Insulin resistance. For the listener, what does that mean? Um, type 2 diabetes is where um, uh, people tend to develop excess fat because your body no longer responds to insulin. You have blood sugar elevation over long periods of time from eating, you know, making poor choices and, and eating crap and uh, consistently elevated blood sugar. Eventually, your body no longer responds to the, the insulin that your pancreas is secreting and you become insulin resistant. And what happens is um, that, that's really the, the, the beginning early stages of diabetes. Well, what does insulin resistance do? It affects your blood vessels, your endothelium, which is the lining of your blood vessels and an erection, remember, is nothing more than an increased rush of blood into the penis. Okay, you need vasodilation or vascular relaxation make the pipes bigger to allow more blood to come into the penis. Well, what does insulin resistance do? It prevents those blood vessels from dilating and opening up. So therefore you cannot get an erection. So this is a great example of how that one spoke in your wheel, which is insulin sensitivity, which is related to your nutrition, you think has absolutely nothing to do with my sex, but in fact, it has everything to do with your sex. And so this is a systems approach to health. And so when we look at the fact that, uh, everything is interconnected and everything is interrelated. When we're looking at health optimization, you have to take uh, the, the big picture into perspective and, and really focus on your wheel. And, you know, if you can imagine those spokes of different lengths and you try to connect the ends, you don't get a nice happy wheel. 
And so yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah. So, so balancing those, those dimensions of wellness, kind of having that well-rounded areas, um, you know, this can be emotional things that are happening. Um, even something probably as small, or I shouldn't say as small as unrelated to sex as like financial wellness, right? If you're in debt and worried about that, and that's a stressor, there we go. There's high blood pressure. There's other things that are going on. So you take the approach of looking at a holistic person and everything that goes into balancing that wheel for them. Thank you so much. This is what we've been screaming for, for how long is having (laughs) someone who, um, you know, and so you called it Western medicine, leaving that, um, model of care into more something just holistic, the whole person we come as whole people as multifaceted complex human beings. And you don't want to forget any of those pieces for your program, which is really wonderful. Love that. That's right. Yeah. And the key word there is complex. You know, Mm -hmm. we are not reproducible and um, I practice uh, what I call N of one medicine. And my, my high level program is called N one performance health specifically because we're all unique and individual and Mm. um, you can't expect that you're going to get the same outcomes with each person. And so we're complex beings and we have to treat it that way. And so N one being, you know, N usually when you have um, research done, you know, how many participants, N equals the amount of participants. N one is you're the only person, you're your own unique exactly. story. That kind of, love right. that. N equals one, N of one. That's ah, right. so cool. So in your work and in this journey to get there, um, I'm, I'm kind of curious, what was the, the catalyst that made you kind of leave and, and just say, hey, we have something going on that we're not looking at. I need to go find this answer. Yeah, so... My, my story there uh, really was a, about eight years ago when I hit a wall. You know, I was um, in a very busy urology practice, taking call in the hospital all night, um, operating every day, saving lives and, and high stress environment every day. And I got to the point where um, I knew something was wrong. I was um, incredibly fatigued. I felt like crap. I couldn't sleep. Um, I was, um, anxious. I was about 25 pounds overweight and, um, and I was not taking care of myself. I was really neglecting my own health for the sake of my business, my practice. My wife finally pushed me enough to go see a doctor myself. And so I go to see this well-respected internal medicine doc here in town. And, uh, you know, I can remember that moment when I'm sitting on the edge of that, of that exam table, wearing that little thin paper gown with nothing else below me. And it was a very vulnerable experience to suddenly be on the other side, to be the patient this time, not the doctor. And um, it, it was an eye-opening experience when um, this doctor reviewed my, my blood work and we found several things that were concerning. I had a markedly elevated um, cholesterol numbers. My kidney function numbers were off. I had elevated markers of inflammation. And um, it, you know, he made it very clear that I was in poor health and my response is, okay, great. What do you recommend? And it was almost like I heard crickets. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, you need to eat more vegetable. You know, you need to lose some weight. You need to eat more vegetables. You need to exercise more. And, and if that doesn't work, maybe we'll give you a statin, which is a, you know, a, a cholesterol lowering medication. And that was it. And so I, I left his office that day, you know, terrified of, for my own mortality, but also confused because I suddenly realized that I had more questions than answers when I left that day. And as a men's health expert, you would think that I would have those answers myself. And I realized that I really didn't. And that was an incredibly eye-opening experience to suddenly come face to face with the fact that we're failing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Western medicine, our, our medical school system, we're taught this pill for this ill, this drug to treat this illness. And um, you basically, you look for a diagnosis so that you can then treat that with whatever medication matches. But there's nothing to take you from that neutral point of that spectrum I was, I was talking about earlier to optimal health, high, you know, high performance health, peak performance, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so that got me on a quest on this journey that I really started everything where I, I learned about uh, epigenetics, which is a, a complicated word for the science of simply how your lifestyle and genetics interact with each other and can affect your health, both mm. good and bad. 
And I learned how important that is because I can now understand how we can leverage lifestyle to make real incredible changes in our health. I learned how to optimize hormones. You know, it's amazing that in medical school, there was not one single lesson on testosterone, how to treat testosterone, Whoa. how to fix thyroid, how to fix vitamin D, melatonin, DHEA. And I go on and on, you know, 10 different hormones that, that are critically important. We're not taught how to do that. Yeah. I learned about uh, functional medicine, which is really understanding the root cause of how our body works and how important that is to not just treat the symptoms, but to really understand how the body's working. I learned about peptide therapy, which is an amazing new approach to really take a precision oriented um, um, perspective on health, whether we're trying to reduce inflammation or uh, fix gut health or boost immune function, whatever it may be, um, taking a very individualized approach with peptide therapy. And so uh, uh, I'm sharing all these specific details with you because what I finally learned when I got to the end, to the, to the pot of gold at the end of this, of this journey is the magic is putting all those pieces together. The magic is taking each and every one of those modalities that are so incredibly important and bringing them into a cohesive strategy that helped me transform my health. And I started offering it to men that I was working with in my urology practice and seeing these amazing transformations and wow. it snowballed from there to the point that I realized I was onto something and it became my mission to become the global leader in what I call high performance health. Yeah. And so I literally jumped off a cliff as a figuratively, not literally, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> as I left traditional jumped urology, into the unknown. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And um, I, I could not be happier that I made the decision because I get to really follow my passion now. And um you know, I, I, I've been asked, yeah, doc, what's the real story? What, you know, what, there's always like a deeper story and, and, you know, perhaps it goes back to my childhood where I had honestly a shitty childhood. I, I had no father figure after my parents divorced when I was five years old. And so I grew up kind of experiencing how important a father figure really is to the family. Mm -hmm. And now that I have two amazing little kids, and that's actually why we're doing this podcast, the time we are so that I could actually uh, take care of them and do, you know, be a dad. Um, that's what it's all about. Being a dad is what it's all about. And if I could help other men be present and engaged so they could be the best father they could be, that's what it's all about. And so there's a real connection there between sex that we're talking about here on your show and being a father, because it's all related to your health. Mm -hmm. And I believe the quality of your life is what's more important than anything else. And that starts and ends really with your health. Oh, amen to that. Like I did, what a great journey. And thank you so much for sharing that and being vulnerable with that journey as well, because, yeah, sure. um, so many people are afraid to show those cards and to talk about, like, there's a reason you have, you went above and beyond and jumped off into the unknown, like you were saying, cause you were missing that missing link, which ended up being quite a few links that you're putting together, um, for this, for what you've discovered. Yeah. And, um, so for yourself and this journey, you know, finding this, talking to other urologists in your department, telling them, having, you know, them turn around and find out what's going on. Um, who else do you kind of have seen the biggest impact with some of these, aha things that you found. That's funny you say that because I have several other physicians who are now my patients and the, the change that I see is really incredible um, in them. And they're, they're starting to share the message as well. And in fact, uh, two of them are actually urologists. And what, what's actually somewhat entertaining is um, they share with me that everything we're doing, they have no idea anything about they, they know nothing about like, they're like, what is this stuff? What are you doing? Just tell me what to do because I don't, I don't understand this because nothing that I'm doing now is urology, you know, mm -hmm. sexual health. There, there's definitely overlap with sexual health stuff. But when we talk about optimizing and focusing on longevity and extending health span and peptide therapy and everything else that I do, uh, it's not traditional urology medicine. And so uh, I'm seeing amazing results with uh, the men I work with. We now work with women as well. So um, I know I'm here to talk to you about uh, sexual performance in men and ED and gains weight and all the amazing options that we have. But, um, but we do a lot of work with women's and women's health as well. That's so cool. I mean, well, it's, it's 
sexual performance and anything that's not connecting or, or maybe that's not the word I want to use either performing as expected is the canary in the coal mine, just like you were saying. So if something's happening, um, typically you have something that's going to work on them and their spokes to get there, which will create sexual wellness and, you know, more performance, um, more satisfaction in that area as well. Um, so you've been creating this, um, holistic way of looking at someone's health and their performance and all of these things. Um, through that, you also wrote a book. I did. I wrote two. Actually, I, I, I published a best-selling book called Nail 2.0, and mm-hmm. I co-authored a book that uh, was a bestseller as well called Codes of Longevity. And so I've been very busy, um, really, um, you know, loving, um, becoming obsessed with this field of, um, you know, age management, longevity, extending health span, optimization. And um, I'm incredibly passionate about it. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Um, okay. So really not just the absence of disease, we are going over here on this other spectrum. We're going to look at that just optimal wellness, that optimal level of performing your best, um, performing your best in bed, performing your best at work, just being your best person. Right. Um, we'll totally stick to that theme today. Obviously everyone knows that that is going to be performing your best (laughs) sexually if you want, but, um, my, my wellness nerd is totally coming out. So we're just going to explore all of this other great stuff. But, um, so when you were saying you don't do a whole lot of urology things anymore, um, it's more focused on, um, creating, connecting all of the missing puzzle pieces for a lot of people is probably the best way I'm going to look at it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. That's hey, great. That's great I thought it was this. It. I thought it was that. Oh, there's this, this, and this piece. Yeah. Um, what are some of those really surprising things that most folks don't even think about? I mean, cause you said mm-hmm. hormones was a big one that, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a big, at least for women's health. I know that's a big, um, one that's kind of coming up because yeah, can we say almost every, <laughs> thing that affects women is probably, you know, hormone related, but for men, that's kind of the silent thing that happens, right? I Mm -hmm. I have a spouse right now who, um, you know, has, does take testosterone and has been, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with that for years. And so, you know, let's, I'd love to talk a little bit about the hormones and testosterone and what you're kind of seeing right now. Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad we're talking about this. So um, to, to just give a, a, a 30,000 foot view, when we look at sexual performance, I think of four main things that, that can affect that or can, can be a, a problem. One is blood flow issues. And the second big one is hormones, which we're going to talk about here. And the third is nervous stuff. And then fourth is like cognitive stuff, like whether it's porn induced ED, whether it's the, the performance anxiety you talked about from, you know, you fear that you can't, you know, live up to it, um, live up to expectations. Um, so, so diving deep in the, that hormones cause, um, it, it is, um, it, it's often thought that testosterone is, um, is all about sex and yes and no. So yes, testosterone is incredibly important for sexual performance and you need it. And, um, with low testosterone, you will um, have issues with performance. Um, but there are also a lot of other hormones that are important as well that don't get enough, like is enough attention. DHEA is certainly an important hormone. We look at things like, um, um, vitamin D we look at melatonin. Um, we look at things like thyroid, you know, thyroid mm-hmm. is a hormone that, uh, typically you only think of as something that women deal with when you're postmenopausal, most women are on Synthroid, which is terrible. We can talk about why that's bad. Um, <laughs> but, um, suffice it to say that, 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 um, uh, thyroid is very important as well. Cortisol stress hormone, mm-hmm. you know, one of the biggest factors that affects sexual performance is stress. Yeah. And how does it work? It works through cortisol. Cortisol is your stress hormone. And what does it do? It makes you store fat. 
It crushes testosterone production. It causes testosterone to get converted into estrogen. And it um, causes issues with inflammation. And it has a cascading effect that crushes your sexual health. And so all these other Western medical doctors, God bless them, they don't know any better. It's all about just giving you the blue pill to fix the blood flow problem, which is often part of it. But what about all these other hormones? And I haven't listed 10 others that are important as well. And so it's taking a deep dive into all of those. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of testosterone work and there's a testosterone pandemic I talk about where testosterone levels of, have been documented to uh, be 30% lower now than they were 20 years ago. So wow. we're experiencing a precipitous decline. And so that's certainly affecting sexual health um, as well as a lot of other aspects of our health. Um, but I'd remiss if I don't point out that all these other hormones are important as well. Yeah. So, um, we're on a decline of testosterone and, and this isn't the first time I've heard about, about this, you know, I, there's jokes around other podcasts that our boys are turning into girls, whatever, all these things, you know, but outside of that, there really is research to show this is happening. This, you know, you're, you referred to it as this pandemic that's happening because it's affecting everyone. It's not just our Western cultures. Correct. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there was a, a large U S study and there were two European studies, all prospective trials that all showed, um, a rapid decline in testosterone. And we're, we're seeing about a 1% decline a year, uh, still in testosterone. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty scary. And, you know, you can look at, at toxins in our environment as probably one of the biggest culprits for that, you know, plastics, plastic water bottles, plastic food containers, um, we can look at all the phthalates um, in our um, in our environment, um, plastic K-cups, for example, estradiol from birth control that's in our water. Um, we can look at our foods, our crops that are sprayed with atrazine. Um, we can go on and on of all these toxins that are surrounding us. And, and this endocrine disruptor soup, I call it, mm. is uh, bathing us on a daily basis. And um, we know it's crushing our hormones. So... Now that we've scared everybody (laughs) and they're like on, you know, high alert, they're like, okay, there's a problem. I need to watch for it. What's going on. What are some things folks can do? Um, you know, mostly we're talking about our men today, but also this affects everybody. So we can still bring in this for, for anyone who's listening. What are some things we can do? Sure. Yeah. The important thing is first to realize that there's a lot that we can do. So while I like to paint that gloomy picture, I want to point out there's a lot of things that you need to do on a daily basis so that you can mitigate those exposures. So first and foremost, you really need to decide. And, and I talk a lot with my clients about living with intention and, and everything you do is in alignment with your long-term goals and, and you have a purpose. You need to decide today that you're going to stop drinking the plastic water bottles ever. You should never drink from a plastic water bottle ever. Just decide, make a decision that you're not going to drink from a plastic water bottle. There you go. So (laughs) there you go. So filter your water. You can get um, a a water filter you could put on your counter, or you can have one installed under your sink, or you can have one installed in your whole household. Um, We've done all three here Mm -hmm. and um, filter all your water, filter your ice as well, so that you're free of toxins in your water supply and use a stainless steel container like you have there. Um, eliminate K cups. I'm a, I'm a coffee, um, snob, if you will. I'm also um, a coffee addict and I drink a lot of coffee and I actually, um, have research and there are coffee pots you can get that don't have plastic. Mm. And so you can brew coffee each day without using K cups and without using plastic tubing. And so you can um, avoid the plastic, you know, whenever a plastic is heated, the chemicals in the plastic are leaching into your water. And so that's a really big thing is the plastic food containers, plastic water bottles, plastic K-cups. Um, looking at our, um, our foods, you want to really focus on clean organic foods, um, especially um, your, um, if, you're, if you do eat meat, you know, organic grass-fed beef, um, farm-raised um, uh, fish if, uh, are what you want to try to avoid. You want to really get um, wild salmon, for example. You want to avoid the farm-raised animals, uh, farm-raised fish, um, organic plants and uh, fruits and vegetables. I know it's more expensive, and you know you're going to pay a pretty pr- pretty price for it at the at the um, grocery store, but it's certainly well worth it to avoid those chemicals in your food. Well, what's the um, cost? Cost now exactly. or cost later? Yes, exactly. Okay. I, I say pay now, pay later. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
We can look at our personal care products, things like um, laundry detergent. You don't ever think of this, but laundry detergent, you're, you're washing your clothes with, with detergents that are loaded with chemicals. And then you're putting your clothes in your body. And um, most of these chemicals are lipophilic, which means they get absorbed through your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, they get absorbed through fat and they get absorbed into your bloodstream. And so you want to really be aware of the products you're using to clean your clothes. So you want to look at um, um, quality ingredients to wash your clothes, quality ingredients in your soap, quality ingredients in your shampoos. Um, how do you do that? Well, there are apps on your phone that you can get. They're free. Um, there's one called Healthy Living by the Environmental Working Group you can get. Uh, there are a couple other ones out there as well. I, I have three on my phone and um, my wife and I will, will be in uh, a couple aisles in Target. We'll be there for an hour scanning scanning items and we typically <laughs> end up leaving with nothing because there's no good choices there at all. Wow. Um, so it does take some research, but you can find products that have good quality, clean ingredients. And um, again, you're going to pay a little more, but it's really worth it in the long run. And so again, the the food that you eat, the the water you're drinking, the containers for your food, the personal care products, all these put together are going to have a massive effect on um, on your endocrine function. Finally, improving your body's detoxification, improving the way your liver functions, your phase two detox, how your body clears and handles these toxins, mm. glutathione, thyroidoxin, um, thyroidoxin um, catalase, these key enzymes are really important. And so um, when I work with my guys, um, it's all about upregulating or turning on those pathways to improve your body's ability to clear those toxins as well. So being intentional, really focusing on, on intention. Um, yes, what you're putting into your body, also how it's leaving as well. Kind of just always keeping that moving. Um, what are some other, you know, again, if someone's already like, but I've been taking the blue pill forever, like, what do I do now? Or like, I'm ready to shift into some more long-term care. What are some of my options? Yeah. So when we look at long-term options, uh, think of the term regenerative approaches, and that means how can we repair, restore, revitalize uh, the normal healthy anatomy that you had when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we need to improve blood flow. We need to improve the vascular supply of the penis. And so how do we do that? Well, again, systems approach is always you know the foundation of everything that everything I'm going to talk about from here forward are, are great solutions, but if you don't fix that foundation, things are going to fall apart again down the road. So uh, I, I want to just preface everything with that. Yeah. Um, this is where we talk about great treatments like Gainswave. And I love Gainswave as a long-term solution because it's not just giving you a quick fix band-aid like uh, the blue or yellow pill. So what Gainswave is, is uh, what we call low intensity shock wave therapy. And uh, this is actually the same technology that we use in urology when we treat kidney stones. There's a treatment called extracorporeal shockwave lithotripsy or ESWL. And it's a treatment where we will um, deliver shockwaves through the skin of the back, delivered focused into the kidney to break up and pulverize kidney stones, which will then pass. Mm we realized that that same technology at a lower intensity can actually stimulate or activate stem cells to um, promote angiogenesis, which means creating new blood vessels. And so we realized that it's a great way to um, revitalize tissue that has um, um, become devascularized. And and again, we know that um, vascular issues and hormone issues are the two big biggest causes of sexual health problems. So that's why Gaines Wave works. That's um, how it works. And um, I, I, I see great results with men uh, who undergo Gaines Wave. It is um, a great treatment that will, um, uh, you know, in, it's intended will hopefully restore you back to the way you were previously so that you don't need those band-aids. And that's really the ultimate goal. Yeah. And typically is that how many treatments? Is it just one treatment? I had a friend go through it and I never perked up enough because I was like, I'm not a guy. I don't need to listen. (laughs) Great question. So you could simply do one treatment, which I I never recommend. um, But the treatments are typically given twice a week and uh, you can get as few as one treatment. You can get uh, uh, six treatments. 
what I find and what is typically recommended is that you really need 12 to 18 treatments to really uh, experience the full benefit that you're going to get with Gaines Wave. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to uh, do um, you know, the first six or so, give it a break and then do the other six and then a break. And then if you're going to do 18, the other six. Um, I, I also really um, highly recommend incorporating that with other modalities uh, we'll talk about as well. And, and coming at it from different angles, I find tends to be really um, more synergistic and more effective than any one of them alone. Yeah. So we have, you know, a treatment that you're going to go to um, urologist's office to get. And, but that's not the only thing. Don't just think, Hey, I'm good. Um, what are some other things that, um, partner well with that? Yes. Yeah, so the next big one would be what's called PRP and PRP is platelet rich plasma. What does that mean? That means that we draw your blood. We spin that blood down in a centrifuge until it separates out into the different uh, layers of um, the um, ingredients, if you will, of your blood. Mm-hmm. You have the red blood cells, which settle to the bottom. You have the plasma, which is the liquid, if you will, that settles to the top. And in the middle is where you have all the growth factors, the cytokines, the uh, platelets. Mm-hmm. And that's the good stuff that we call the Buffy coat, that white level in the middle. And that's the good stuff that we extract and then we can deliver directly into the penis. And now we're concentrating these highly effective, amazing growth factors from your own body to concentrate them where you need them most that you can stimulate repair and recovery. And we're stimulating the the stem cells again to activate, to create uh, new blood vessels, to clear scarring and to revitalize normal, healthy sexual function. Okay. So, and then how many or how often, what does that look like? Um, how much blood, like, I don't know, I'm already squirming at needles, but (laughs) it's not much blood. Typically I'll draw maybe 20 cc's of blood or so to do that. You don't need a lot of blood for that. Yeah. And what, what I, um, will typically recommend, um, if you're, if you want to take it to the next level beyond games, we have alone, I would combine games with, with PRP. And typically I would do PRP at the end of that first six treatment cycle Hmm. and then give it a break and then do the other six and so on. Um, I also think that it's really, really important that guys are using it every day. You know, use it or lose it is um, is the, the term that definitely applies here. And so I also recommend uh, throughout this process that they're using a vacuum erection device on a daily basis. You know, think of it like exercise, think of it like penile rehabilitation, if you will. And so, yeah, <laughs> whether you're going to have sex or not, it's, it's stimulating um, good, healthy blood flow. And, you know, it's, it's smooth muscle. You know, if you think about it, all of the, of the, of the yeah. sponges, um, the, the, the corpus cavernosum is lined with um, smooth muscles. And, um, and it's so important that, that you exercise that, if you will. And so a vacuum device is a great way to do that. So I have my guys to use it every single day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just gave your body this great head start, but then you need to tell your body where it's going and what it needs to do. Right. Hey, we're working on this piece over here. That's 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 cool. Okay. Um, and we talked about hormones, but mostly just testosterone a little bit and, and kind of just the environmental factors, all of those. Um, what are some other things that I can do to just make sure my hormones are balanced or what, what are some um, other things that pop up besides performance issues that show me, Hey, something might be off. Yeah. So, you know, you remind me of something that I think is really important to to emphasize and that is sleep. So good quality sleep can have a dramatic effect on your hormones. It can have a dramatic effect on sexual function. Therefore it can affect your weight. It can affect your mood. It can affect uh, every other system in your body. And it's often overlooked. It's often ignored. Um, it is so critically important, um, that you, um, really be again, living with intention about, um, focusing on good quality sleep. So if I was not doing this podcast with you right now, I would be wearing my blue light blocking glasses. So this is typically way later at night, uh, too late at night for me to be looking at devices, um, mm-hmm. for sleep. But, One of the big things I talk about is that um, good quality sleep crushes testosterone by about 50%, meaning 
studies have shown that if you have one night of sleep deprivation, your testosterone level is 50% of what it's supposed to be normally. And so we really want to emphasize not just sleep, but good quality sleep. And so how do you know that? First of all, you track it. And so I do a lot of work with wearable tech and tracking data and looking yeah. at uh, D, there you go. Awesome. So I got, I got two on with me right now. I got my, my I won't name the na devices, but um, I'm agnostic to which device you use, but um, <laughs> track your sleep, track your deep sleep is what you care about uh, more than anything. Track your REM sleep as well. Mm. And quality of sleep matters. And so um, how do you do that? What do, what do you mean, doc? Well, the first thing is um, sleep hygiene. And so when we talk about sleep hygiene, one of the things we think about is eliminating exposure to blue light in the evening. Mm -hmm. And so typically four hours before bedtime, um, oh, you got to turn off your phone, okay. turn off your laptop, turn off your iPad, any, any device that's emitting blue light, you need to turn off or you need to be wearing these. Okay. Lovely. Super sexy. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Normally I wear these at night, but not for, not for your show. I, I'm, I'm gracing you. I appreciate you, you sacrificing that you for the show. Um, so um, avoiding exposure to blue light. The reason why is that blue light is going into your brain and it's affecting secretion of melatonin and it's affecting your sleep centers. The clock genes that ultimately regulate your circadian rhythm get disrupted. Mm -hmm. And so eliminating those exposures are really, really important. Um, sleeping in an absolutely dark room, again, no light whatsoever, even from your alarm clock, mm -hmm. you want to face that away from you. Um, you want to make sure your blinds are completely closed, no light in the room whatsoever. Um, cold room as well. Definitely colder temperatures are, are, are going to promote better, deeper quality sleep. Mm. EMF is a big deal. It's something that often gets overlooked. Um, guys tend to leave their cell phone on their nightstand. It's emitting EMF, which is electromagnetic frequency. It's radiation energy that's hitting your brain and scrambling your brain waves, basically, and messing up your sleep. So put your phone in another room, or if you need it for, you know, like when I was on call, the hospital, for example, I put it across the room on the, on the dresser, at least, so that it's not anywhere close to my body, at least. So, so, um, so it's hopefully not hitting you as, as much as it would if it was right next to you. The other thing that's really important is sunlight exposure during the day. So studies have shown that sunlight exposure early morning has a dramatic effect on melatonin secretion and therefore quality of sleep in the evening. And so getting out and exposing yourself to the sun for 20 minutes in the morning is going to uh, really improve the quality of your sleep as well. All Finally, of these little things. That's amazing. Know, right? <laughs> Finally, the last thing is a lot of people can have sensitivities to grains that can affect uh, their sleep as well. It has to do with glutamate, which is found in grains and anything with protein, like protein drinks or even soy, MSG. So you want to really, if you can, limit, uh, avoid eating anything within four hours of bedtime as well, especially grains, especially pro, um, anything high in protein. Well, I have a lot to take note. <laughs> I'm like, all right, blue light. I'm, I'm pretty decent with that. And I, you know, meditate and things before bed to kind of get me there. Yeah. Definitely. I, I actually have a really fancy clock that, you know, darkens before I go to bed to kind of like help yes. me remember and then brightens the room. And I usually wake up before my alarm because of that. It's really awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, but it is the, you know, the amount of sleep, but also the same time each day. Correct. Yes. Like we're yes. not, Hey, I'm going to stay up till three on the weekends, but I'm going to get eight hours of sleep. Cause I'm going to sleep in. Um, it's not really that we want it the same time as consistent as possible. Very important. Yeah. The social jet lag thing, it doesn't work. You can't catch up sleep on the weekend. So yeah. I, and I'm glad you mentioned that's typically the first thing I say, but you got to go to bed the exact same time every night. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like winding down myself too. I yes. really appreciate you staying up for the of podcast course. and everything else. You got it. Um, so a lot of things affect these hormones, you know, sleep, other things that are going on. Um, having this testosterone pandemic, how have folks responded to hearing that? Cause we've, we've heard pandemic and we're like, Whoa, something's going on. Um, is that helping you get that word out? Cause now we all know what pandemic means and how it can affect everyone. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it, it, it's helpful for awareness. 
-hmm. You know, I, I see so many men who have waited a long time to finally come see me. And I was guilty mm -hmm. of the same thing myself. It's like my wife nagging me enough and I knew something was wrong, but I was too busy. I, I don't have time. I don't have time to be sick. I don't have time to see a doctor, honey. But it took enough, you know, nagging. Thankfully, she, she was diligent and vigilant about it. So I finally went to see someone. The point is, is men hate to see the doctor. Mm -hmm. Men oh, don't yeah. see doctors. Unless something's broken, they think there's nothing to fix. And so it's, it's getting guys to be proactive and, um, and taking charge of their health and realizing that this is a super common problem. And that it's okay. It's not a sign of weakness to actually go for a checkup and get checked out and check your testosterone level. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm actually part of a startup where we're, we're getting ready to launch here shortly, um, a nationwide um, a venture to offer at home testing for testosterone wow. because it's such a massive thing that um, men don't want to check it. Either no. they're embarrassed, either they're too busy, even they just want to stick their head in the sand. And so um, hopefully if nothing else, it brings awareness to it. And then, we can also share the dramatic effect that it has on your health so that guys will be motivated to finally do something about it. Absolutely. Right. I mean, um, you telling me go check my oil, whatever big deal. But if my car breaks down now, I know what's going on, yes, but we want right. to get in front of that. Right. Exactly. Um, and yeah, yeah I was just going to say, you know, mail 2.0, you brought up earlier, the book that I published last yeah. year, you know, one of the big principles I talk about in that book is about being proactive and being preventive and taking charge of your health um, and not waiting until it's too late, just like you explained. Yeah, it's it's hard to hear that we're not doing all we can or I'm doing something wrong or um, have some another man tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> that doesn't feel good for some, you know, guys out there. But knowing that this is, so you can have optimal sexuality. These are things you do have to do, or you will pay for it in the long run. There is no, if it is just a matter of when pretty much. I mean, I don't know anyone else who can say otherwise. Um, anything else that, you know, you'd love for our listeners to walk away with like something that they can do today. Um, something really empowering. Yes. So God, I have so many I can share with you, you know, <laughs> first of all, it's the mindset uh, piece. You know, I have this male frame, M-A-L-E framework I talk about in the book, mindset, aging, lifestyle, environment, and it's my system's approach to health. Um, uh, suffice it to say, M is mindset. It starts with mindset because guys got to make the decision to live with intention. I'll say it again, live with purpose, decide that they're going to take charge of their health and not wait for symptoms, not wait for disease to set in, not wait for it to be too late. Mm -hmm. um, to do something about it. And so I, I would urge guys out there to get your levels checked, go see a doctor, go see me, go see any doctor who is, is able to help you, um, truly optimize your health because there's nothing more important than, than the quality of your life. And again, it all starts and ends with your health. Yeah. Um, a couple tips that, that, um, guys can take home with them. Um, I'm going to give you one that you probably weren't expecting and that is breathing. So, most people are going to think I'm ridiculous when I say this, but you're breathing wrong. Mm -hmm. You've been doing it your whole life, but you're breathing wrong. And guys, I say, what? Well, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're breathing wrong because almost everyone breathes through their mouth mm -hmm. and they breathe too much. They breathe too often. And why does that matter? How does that affect sex? Well, it has everything to do with sex because when we're breathing through our mouth instead of through our nose, what we're doing is we're blowing off, breathing off too much carbon dioxide. So our carbon dioxide levels get lowered. Why do we care? Well, that affects the delivery of oxygen to target tissues. Mm -hmm. It affects oxygenation. And so when you have low carbon dioxide levels from over breathing, your kidneys will recover. So your pH levels stay the same. So it's not about that. It's about the fact that those low CO2 levels will prevent the hemoglobin molecule from releasing the, the oxygen where it's needed, i.e. your penis. And so <laughs> if you want to improve your sex, learn how to breathe. And I know that sounds crazy. What do you mean by that? What do I do? You simply got to close your mouth. 
-hmm. is as simple as just freaking close your mouth. And (laughs) um, people talk about taping your mouth shut and you do it for the first time and it's terrifying. And it makes you realize how much you rely on breathing through your mouth and, and your body gets trained to over breathe over time. And so you got to train your body to be okay with higher carbon dioxide levels. And basically the concept is to breathe less. Mm. Well, and even, you know, talking about stress levels and knowing how to breathe and using your diaphragm and, and not, you know, if I'm breathing through my mouth, my body thinks I'm exercising or something like that. And it's like, Hey, we got to jam up. Like we're going yes. to do that right before bed or where I should be resting, you know, having a, a, a better level of homeostasis for myself. I had to retrain myself how to breathe. Right. That was a little, actually a lot of meditation help as well, but, um, yeah. so much less stress and I know how to control it. And when I'm like heart rate up or whatever, I can easily relax, which is just one more spoke in that wheel that we're talking about. So exactly. exactly. I didn't know about all the other, you know, hemoglobin and, and everything of the, the exhale. That's great to know. I have someone who's a Good mouth stuff. breather. I'd love to talk about this. Too. Good stuff. Yeah. So try taping your mouth shut when you go to sleep mm-hmm. and it's hard. It is, it is incredibly challenging at first and, and it takes mm-hmm. some work. It takes some time to, to, to be able to, to sleep, um, breathing through your nose the whole night. Oh, well, I don't know. No, but I know me. And that is something that actually I can't sleep if I have to sleep with my mouth open where I'm in Utah, it's really dry. And I just get like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night with like cotton mouth. So if it's, I mm-hmm. have a cold and the stuffy nose, I start breathing through my mouth and I'll, oh, I hate it. But again, yep. it's training that and it's getting used to it. It's just like wearing a seatbelt. You notice when it's not exactly. on. Exactly. Oh, that's right. so interesting. Small thing today. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. We could probably chat all day, especially about just the holistic wellness. I know that's something like I'm very, very passionate about, um, which again is sexual wellness. Some of those things that we just don't think about, or don't think that we are deserving of optimal sexuality and everybody is, um, so grab your book. It is male 2.0 and codes of longevity, right? That's right. Love those. Okay. I'm excited to actually go pick it up. I think like, even as a female, there's probably so many things that I think I could pick up in there. Just like you were saying, um, you know, it starts with mindset, I think for a lot of people and, um, want to thank everyone for listening. And if you didn't hear, we are coming up on our 100th episodes. We're having a big old party and tickets are for sale, but since you are a listener, if you want to use the code, I listen, you get $5 off those tickets. That is I L I S T E N. So follow us on social media, check out our website, saltysexcast.com. You'll find out how to get those tickets. That is on May 28th. So mark your calendars. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, Dr. Gappin. And I hope to connect with you soon. Uh, thanks so much, Mara. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.